Hello there. I'm Brian. And I'm Brian. And this is Brian versus Brian. Very special edition. Uh, not one of our numbered episodes. This is just a, a, a DLC, if you will. Um, we are going to go over top five video games of 2021. Now that we're in 22, we can look back on this uh, kind of mediocre year of gaming and pick out what we thought was the best. Uh, kind of strange year. Second year where next-gen consoles are out, but um, was it just me, or does it feel like there's not really any next-gen games, though? Almost every big game was released on everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it didn't didn't feel like you need one of these machines particularly, uh, which is disappointing when you actually are one of the few to have one. And we're just salivating for next-gen experiences, and uh, they're not quite here yet. Yeah, I think my take on this next-gen thing, because I got my, my PS5 in April, and I would say that graphically there are some pretty games, but I also think there's very pretty games on the PS4 and Xbox One. I don't think there's anything that came out this year graphically that, like, you know, dropped my draw, jaw, other than, like, maybe that Matrix, de Matrix demo. Um However, that being said, in terms of like not owning a console, I think if frame rate is important to you, and I think if like loading times and like some of the feedback on, especially on the PS5 side, is um, important, then I think it's definitely worth it. Like I have a, my base PS4 in my bedroom. I don't use it that often, but when I do, it takes like five minutes to boot up. It sounds like a fucking airplane is taking off, and it just it makes me appreciate the how fast and quick the PS5 is. And how yeah. you know just slick it is. So, if, in terms of that, um, I think it's worth it. But if that if if you don't care about frame rate and any of that shit, then yeah, I don't think there's any game out there that's that's you know worth buying a PS5 or Xbox for. Yeah. Um, and in recent gaming news, PlayStation announced uh, the PSVR2. Mm -hmm. They finally named it. Uh, big shock with the name. <laughs> but uh, it 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 looks pretty impressive. The specs on paper, so 4K in your eyes, you know, like 90 hertz, 120 hertz. So you alleviate some of that uh, uh, vertigo and whatnot. And they have a new controller just for it. That's talk. They're talking about finger recognition and stuff, and it looks pretty cool. So nice, yeah. I'm excited for that to come out. And then they announced that uh, there, it has a Horizon game being made for it. So we'll see if that's like a full-on game or just one of these little experiences they, they make. Uh, they got to make full games for these things, not these little yeah. side quest things. Because uh, I want to play that Resident Evil 4 VR. That looks fucking cool, man. But I'm not going to yeah. buy an Oculus Quest for it. Like I hear, you can you you actually have to grab the guns out of your your mm -hmm. shit physically, and you have to like grab a new clip and yeah. it's like, dude, that sounds fun. Resident Evil that's, Four, like yeah. that. That's how I felt about playing Alex for the first time. I went to my brother's house. He has uh, his own like entertainment room, PC, and all that. And he has uh, I forget which one he has, but he's like, hey, play Alex. And I shit you not, it like. It fucking warped me back to playing the Nintendo 64 for the first time of like, I've never seen anything like this. This is insane. That's how I felt playing Alex because it was just like, I'm immersed in this crazy, it's Half-Life basically. And 
just like you said, yeah. I had to pick up my gun. I'm sitting there looking at myself, reloading it, and just like <laughs> moving around. It was just so <laughs> insane. It was really cool. Yeah. <clears throat> it was definitely the best way to play like Resident Evil 7. That shit was scary in VR, dude. Mm-hmm. Scary. All right. But on to the main course. We're here for the top five video games of 2021. Uh, I figure we'll go, we'll go hit for hit, start off at five and end at one. Um, I do have honorable mentions on my list. Do you have some of those? Yeah, I was thinking, about? do you want to start with those? I think that's yeah, probably good. Before, yeah. we, before we get into numbers, uh, I'll, I'll do an honorable mention first that's kind of gotten some hate, but uh, I enjoy it. Uh, it's a trip down memory lane. Uh, they put out a lot of patches to make it better. And Grand Theft Auto Trilogy Remastered. Mm. It's not making my top five, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm playing it on Switch. Like to play those nostalgic GTA's portables really cool. Um, I think it's a pretty fun uh, nostalgia trip. And these games are good. And they're not the greatest versions. Um, but I do think they are better than the originals. Uh, so, I, you know, there's a lot of hate for it. I haven't experienced much of these problems that people have. Um, so I enjoy them. So that's an honorable mention. I think if you like those games, the original trilogy, that's a definite purchase. Mm-hmm. Nice. I have not got a chance to pick that up yet. I do have the original trilogy, you know, on their own on PlayStation. I know it's not the same. But um, yeah. I do plan on picking it up. I think I may do what you did and get on the Switch just to have it handheld. Because like I yeah. said, I already have the three on PlayStation anyway. I don't know if it's worth spending $50 just to get a more graphically um, upgraded version of it. But I definitely want to pick it up on the Switch. On Game Pass, I think you get San Andreas. Oh, yeah, San Andreas. For, yeah, yeah, For free. So you can try the remastered version of San Andreas on that for free. That's true. Yeah. If, you, if you have Game Pass. Cool. Is that, yeah, you just have the one? Uh, I don't think we'll go back and forth. You can go ahead okay. and throw one out. Um, yeah, I have a few of them. Uh, I guess to start off, uh, honorable mention is Resident Evil Village. This came out, I believe, mm. in early May. You and I did a whole review mm. on it. Um, mm. thought it was pretty good. Didn't make my top yeah. five, but um, no, I thought most of that game was fucking great. I think it kind of falls apart a little bit towards the end. Um, I think some things kind of. Make it so it doesn't make my top five, but um, overall, I think that game is great. And if you're a Resident Evil fan, you should definitely play it. Yeah, right on. Well, uh, Resident Evil Village will come up later, so <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Nice. Um, another honorable mention for me is Alan Wake Remaster. Mm. Uh, awesome game. So glad it gets a remaster treatment. It's not heads and shoulders above the original. Just because Remedy is always pumps out the last bit of juice from everything they put out. So, um, but it gets an honorable mention because now finally PlayStation people, if you're exclusively on PlayStation, you can finally play it. You know, you had to have a 360 or a PC. So that's great to bring them into the fold. And uh, now that they've announced number two, I can't wait for that. Uh, Remedy's yep. foray into survival horror. That'll be fucking pretty sweet i think i can't wait uh, and, and they are these guys their graphics are just awesome when they put out a game so i'm thinking this game is gonna look gorgeous i uh, mm-hmm. can't wait so alan wake definite honorable mention nice yeah that's another one i haven't I, it was so unfortunate because i played 
Alan Wake for the first time over the summer because you can actually buy it on Xbox's store, just like the 360 mm-hmm. version of it. So I played it, and then like a month later, they announced the remake. So I haven't picked yeah. it up just because I, I just got done playing it. But yeah, Alan Wake is great. Yeah, I got it for free with uh, Quantum Break, which is pretty sweet. Oh, nice. They gave you the free digital version when you bought that. Hell yeah. Um, my next one is Psychonauts 2. I only have this in my honorable mentions because I actually haven't beat it yet. Um, and if I would have been, like, as long as nothing changes in this game, uh, this would have easily been in my top five. This game is fucking amazing. I didn't think it was going to be this good. Wow. I'm um, having a lot of fun with it. I'm only like five or six hours in. Um, so I just wanted to throw it out there. I've been playing it. It's really great. Um, you guys should check it out. But like I said, yeah. I can't couldn't justify putting it in there without beating it. So I thought about trying it a couple times. So I mean, I'll have to check it out. Uh, another honorable mention: Forza Horizon Five. Uh, I think it's it's kind of more of the same, yeah. But the the same is good. So I mean, it's graphically an amazing game, like on next gen even what it's pushing out of last gen. So um, there wasn't many big racing games this year, so I think that was definitely the top racing game. Didn't make my top five, but honorable mention, that's always a, a really fun series. Nice. Yeah, I got the chance to play it as well on Game Pass. Um, yeah, I kind of feel the same. It feels like uh, Horizon 4, but again, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, it's still fun. Yeah. Um, my next one is very controversial, so I'm sorry, I'm gonna, we're about to lose a bunch of viewers, but uh, Halo Infinite is in my honorable mentions. Mm. Um, if you guys want to check out what we thought about that, we, again, we did a whole review on it, so I'm not going to go too far into it, but uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, um, my last honorable mention is Metroid Dread. Um, first 2D Metroid game, original Metroid game in a long time, I think it was 18 years or something something like that and uh it's really good solid uh really colorful like if you have an oled switch it looks really great on that and uh runs at 60 fps buttery smooth if you like that type of gameplay castlevania metroid metroidvania-esque games then yeah it's a really fun game and i highly uh recommend it yeah this is a game i really want to play um especially after the critical reception of it. I did not expect it to um, to have this game as good as it got in terms of reviews. I was like, holy shit, this game must be really good. So I definitely am eager to check it out. These games are hard, though. It's like I never know where to go next or what to do next because it's very set order you got to do things in because you need the power up to do this. You need the, that power up to do the next thing. Mm-hmm. And so I always, like, I wish... I want like a paper walkthrough for this. You know yeah. what I mean? Just flip the pages. Because like, so, on a phone, it's hard finding exactly what you want in the walkthrough. Anyways, check it out. Nice. Okay, is that all your honorables too? Uh, I got two more. I'll just batch them together. Okay, um, boom. It is Super Mario 3D World for the Switch and Control Ultimate Edition. I talked to you about this, I think, last week before we started recording, and I was kind of split between like my list in terms of like do i include remakes remasters or do i just stick to the games that came out 2021 proper i decided to go with doing proper 2021 games so all my games my top five uh, originally came out this year however that being said super mario 3d world and control are both two of my 
top favorite games I played this year. I think both of them are fucking amazing. Um, but due to a technicality that I put on myself, um, I, I kept them as honorable mentions. So those are my last two. All right. All right on. Okay. Well, uh, I'll start with my number five. Yeah. Super Mario 3D World. <laughs> Dude, that game is so good, man. It is so good. So, you know, it came out this year. It's different enough that I thought it justified it. Yeah. Um, it's a great package. You know, they could have just gave us 3D World, and that would have been fine because not many people have played that. It's been uh, relegated to the, the Wii U, which nobody had. Um, but you also get this Bowser's Fury part, which is actually pretty substantial. And we talked about it. It um, kind of feels like that's the future of the franchise, kind of an open world. And then once you get to a place, it kind of starts a level. It's like, hey, this is the objective right here. This is a level. So that was interesting. Uh, adds a lot of value to what could have just been a straight port. Um, amazing gameplay. Like, I really like the 3D Mario, but it feels like 2D because you, know, you don't have a million places you can go. It's mm -hmm. just pretty linear structure um yeah and then yeah the bowser's fury part i think really pushed it over the edge for me and uh brought it into my top five this game is so fun yeah yeah and this is another one that we reviewed and we both gave it glowing uh glowing numbers i think i gave it a, <laughs> i think i gave it a 10 out of 10 which i may walk that back a little bit a little excited <laughs> it's probably a solid <laughs> thing. But, uh, regardless yeah it's it's a great game it's one of my favorite mario games i love the point a to point b mario games and uh, the fucking level design and the gameplay is off the charts. And add Bowser's Fury, an open world, um, you know, kind of an add-on to the game. And it's it's a great package. And I think every Switch owner should be playing it. Yeah. Boom. Word. What's your five? <laughs> my number five coming in with a fucking curveball out the gate. <laughs> I think it's my only curveball, though. So, um, My number five is a game called Chivalry 2. And no, I'm not joking. So Chivalry mm. 2 is a game that would never be on my radar. Never even fucking heard of it. You look on, on PSN, the, the thumbnail looks so generic. It's like this knight in armor, and he's holding a, an axe. And there's like a battle behind him, and Chivalry 2. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I started looking into it. I'm like, okay. And then I picked it up. And what it is, is it's essentially Battlefield, or and to some extent, Star Wars Battlefront. But if you just replace that with medieval times, that's exactly what it's a, a 64 player multiplayer PVP, uh, medieval times, wielding axes, running around and just murdering each other. And it's so much fun. I, I picked it up last week and I've been playing it all week. I haven't put it down yet. Um, you bought it? I bought it. Yeah. It's so much I think, fun. I think it's on Game Pass. Oh, it is. Oh, I, think fuck, so. I didn't know that. I, I'm not sure, but I've, pretty, I've seen it around. Yeah, yeah if it's it. on Game Pass, I highly recommend, especially if um, if there's any any listeners out there who who love multiplayer only games, and you know maybe Halo's not doing it for you or Call of Duty. I highly recommend it. It's it's so exhilarating to spawn and you're just like charging, and you have like thirty other players charging with you, and you like run into another, and you're just throwing your axe around. And it's a <laughs> lot. And it's by the way, I should mention it's first person. It's not like a top down RTS. It's an actual first person. You're, yeah, I thought it was an RTS. Is what it looked like. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But no, it's a first person, and like I said, it's just Battlefield, but just medieval times with knights. Hmm. And uh, I've had a lot of fun playing it. It's a blast. I'm going to continue playing it. I haven't put it down yet. And uh, yeah, that's that's why it why it snuck into my top. Right on. 
Yeah. Chivalry too. Opening doors for ladies and throwing your jacket on <laughs> over over puddles. Uh huh. Open the car door. Stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, four. My right? number four. Mm-mm-mm. Here we go. Nice. Halo. Halo. Hey, he's back. <laughs> Halo Infinite. Uh, I thought it was a a good return to form for Halo. Uh, did not enjoy four or five, so to even enjoy this game was awesome. Um, had a really great gameplay kind of mechanic and loop with the exploration in this one. Not quite soup. Let's open world, but. Um, it was kind of closed off enough to not not feel like one of those generic open world games that constantly are coming out now. Um, impressive graphics. Uh, the fact that they got this thing to run on the original Xbox even is pretty impressive. And then uh, playing it in 4K 60 on Series X is awesome. You can even do 120 FPS, but then it bumps it down to like 1200p or something like that. Um, so yeah, Halo Infinite, we reviewed it, uh, I think it's a pretty great game, and then, you know, the whole package, the multiplayer is pretty fun, even though it's free, mm -hmm. uh, I still lump them together, uh, yeah, that's my number four, um, I didn't think it justified going higher than that, but I felt pretty comfortable giving it a four. Uh, amongst the games I've played this year, yeah, or last year, yeah, I was I was so happy. Like I said in, in the review, I was so happy that it was at the very least good, and I, it is good. It's a fucking pretty fun game. And uh, yeah, when I I mean, for a while there, Halo Infinite was my number five. But then the more I just kind of remembered playing it, I just remember being I remember a lot of frustrating moments. And I look at my time with Chivalry 2 and like how much fun. I haven't had any frustrations at all, just having a blast. And I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> Chivalry 2. Let's give Chivalry 2 some love. But no, Halo Infinite is, um, it has some cool additions. Like, I wasn't a fan of like the open, like the things to do in the open world, but I like the map. The map is massive and a lot of things to like run around and do. The grapple hook was a cool addition. So there's a lot to like about it. It just didn't quite crack my top five. But yeah, it's a good choice. Boom. Boom. Um, so what are you on four? Yeah, my number four is PlayStation 5's exclusive Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. This came out in June 11th. This is by Insomniac, and this is a follow up to uh, Ratchet and Clank from 2016, somewhere around there. Um, well, that was a remake, it's yeah. Well, I guess that was a remake, yeah. Um, I don't know if this, if this is like because that was like a reboot. Yeah, I guess this so, wouldn't be a follow-up, but this is just another Ratchet and Clank in the series yeah, of Ratchet. And I don't Clank. know if this is. I don't know if this is supposed to be in that universe or the original. You know what I mean? Because those aren't the same universe. That's oh, interesting. Yeah. I don't. I I'd point, have to yeah. look into the story points to see where it falls. If this is like Ratchet and Clank four, or if it's Ratchet and Clank two, right? You know, after right. Sixteen. But no, uh, this is another game that we reviewed. Uh, so I don't want to spend too much time on it and go check it out. I think we did it back in uh, yeah June. Um, yeah, the graphics were fucking really, really good. Um, the combat's great. Um, uh, gameplay, the level design, all the different kind of di diverse worlds you go to. This, um, 
I don't know what, even what effect you would call it, but there's this dash mode where like you leave a trail of your body that I thought was a cool, uh, just visual. Yeah. The story wasn't like, no, 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 no. Uh, the story didn't knock it out of the park for me. It's kind of generic, but it was good enough to keep me invested. And um, yeah, it was a game I just loved playing, and I went and, and platinum did. It was a pretty easy, pretty easy platinum. And uh, yeah, it stays at my yeah. number four. Cool. Yeah, and great use of the trigger effects. Yeah, like your hands will be hurting. <laughs> <laughs> so many fucking rumbles and things and going right. on. Uh, so my number three. It's like all my all my things I'm bringing up. You've already talked about uh, Resident Evil Village. Right. Nice number three. Uh, I thought Resident Evil Village is really fun, uh, really engaging gameplay. Uh, gorgeous game. Gorgeous. Oh yeah, like hundred percent crazy. Like, and I look at the screenshots between next gen and last gen, and they're almost indistinguishable. So it's amazing that they made it look like that on last gen. I was kind of disappointed after looking at that. Like I said in our review, that I felt like they probably could have squeezed more out of next gen. But, I mean, it looked amazing. Um, it had some interesting and unique boss fights. Mm -hmm. One very unique one. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking so, about. Yeah. yeah, one very unique one. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and I just really enjoyed it. I thought uh, it was an event, you know, when that came out. One of the few event games we had where it's like you knew you had to have it, you had to play it. Uh, and it was fun, real fun. I'm thinking about doing another a run through. I think it's been long enough where I'm craving another run. I should have bought it. I bought it digital, so I don't have the game to show. Um, I should have bought it physical. It was on sale around Black Friday for like $9.99 on like next gen boxed and stuff. It was like, because I, I have like every Resident Evil game. On PlayStation, I buy them all on PlayStation, and so I have to get that one physical because, like, when you line them up, I just like it's this wide of just Resident Evil boxes. So. Right. Yeah. Number three, Resident Evil Village. Yeah, I'm kind of kicking myself. I know it's in my honorable mentions, I, and I enjoy the game, but I'm kind of kicking myself in the ass because, um, unfortunately, Resident Evil came out at a time that another game came out that I was kind of into, and so I kind of was switching gears into Resident Evil because they're two different games. And I, I felt like I rushed through Resident Evil. I think I, I beat it in like seven hours and I beat it within like 48 hours. Like I beat it in two days to, to kind of get to the review that we we're going to do. And uh, I feel like I need to go back and like take my time with it and, and let yeah. the world sink in. And because uh, I really I feel like I kind of rushed through it a little bit. So it's one of those things I want to go back and, and kind of take my time with. But it's a good choice. It's a good game. Boom. And what are uh, they going to do the next game? Because they've been hiding the numbers in the name with seven. Yeah. Uh, and then now with Village, the the VI, you know, they're hiding oh, the yeah, eight yeah. numeral. And then is how are you going to do that with nine? Baby? <laughs> how you going? Yeah, at some point, you got to stop this. They're going to be starting some weird ass names just to fit it yeah. in there. That's kind of the fun of it, though. See what they come up with. All right, so we're on three. Mm hmm. All right. My number three is another PlayStation. Shocker. I have a lot of PlayStation games on here. Um, <laughs> is a game called Tales of Arise. It's a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Came out in September, uh, developed by Bandai Namco. This is a JRPG. And JRPGs, I kind of like 
dip in and out of. They're not my favorite, but you know, some of them don't really work mm. for me. Like, I don't think there's a, a single Final Fantasy that's ever worked for me. Even Seven Remake, I didn't particularly enjoy. Um, but sometimes I do find some that are that are very enjoyable, and I really like Nino Kuni and Nino Kuni Two were great PS3, PS4 games. Um, so I picked this one up because it was just kind of came out at a time where I needed something to play, and that you know I wanted to play a JRPG. And fuck, dude, this game is fun. This is a really fun game. It looks gorgeous on the PlayStation Five. It has a very unique and engaging story, and um, the gameplay loop is fun. Every time you get into gameplay, it fucking you're just, it's just kind of chaotic, but it's it's there's depth to it, and it's one of those games where like, you know how there's some games where there's like this weird balance issue of like, oh the story sucks and I'm in a cutscene, just get me back to the gameplay because I want to play. I don't give a fuck about this cutscene. And then there's games where it's the opposite, where it's like, yeah. oh my god, the story's so good, but the gameplay kind of sucks. Like, yeah, I want a cutscene again. <laughs> this game has both, and that's what's so great. It's like no matter if you're in a cutscene or you're playing a game, or you're fucking engaged and you're having fun. Uh, my only critique is that they do the bullshit thing where they you think the game ends and then it keeps going for another like 10 hours and it's like fuck like you had me like <laughs> I thought the game was done now you're gonna drag me for 10 hours but despite that um, this game is fantastic if anyone out there is looking for a JRPG that has a PlayStation 5 I highly recommend it um, that is Tales of Arise right on um, a JRPG series I kind of liked you should probably maybe check out is a uh... Persona. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been meaning to check that out. Persona is interesting, man. It's like half of it's almost like Pokemon because you have these, I think they're demons or something that you fight with and you get. But then the other half of the game is a like high school simulator. Mm -hmm. where, like you have to go to classes and stuff and like you have to make you only have you have so many hours in a day. And so you can't do everything. You got to choose, like, do you hang out with your friends or do you study science or, you know, it's pretty wacky and out there. Uh, first one I ever played was Persona Golden, which I think is a remaster of two, um, which it was a PS2 game. And it was on Vita and I just fell in love with it. It's really cool. Nice. So let's check that out. There's a, there's, I don't know, I don't, I have no idea. I've heard Persona, I've heard it being talked about. Apparently, there's a Persona game coming out for PS Plus this month. I don't know. Apparently, there's like really? a fighter that's a Persona. Maybe they're, maybe it's the fighter game, but yeah. I have no idea. But they have I'll a lot of spinoff stuff. They even have like a rhythm game, it's like Persona <laughs> dan dancing in the night or something. I'm like, no. Nice. <laughs> I hear Persona 5 is pretty good. I'm pretty sure that's free with Plus, like the Plus. Uh, PS4 yeah. games, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've been meaning to check that one out. So, you did your three, right? What are, I'm yes, on the two. two. Okay. Two. Once again, man. Nice. Ratchet and Clank. Hell yeah. <laughs> My number two. Uh, I thought it was one of the few games like that was actually next-gen only. It was next-gen only, right? Yeah, you can't Correct. play it yeah, on yeah, PS4. Yeah. yeah. So it's one of the few reasons to have a PS5 that actually, you know, brightened up my my year. And I was like, yeah, PS5, I'm glad I have one. Um, yeah, like we already said, I mean, I thought the graphics were, I mean, they're not realistic. So it's kind of, they don't knock your socks off, but I could tell like the 
just the particle effects and all the things that were happening. And you turn ray tracing on and uh, all the floors and metals are super reflective and shiny, man. It's a really cool looking game. Uh, first party powerhouse, next gen showcase, uh, super fun pick up and play gameplay. Like you just want to play 10 minutes. You can easily do that with Ratchet and Clank mm -hmm. and not many newer games you can do that with nowadays, you know? So I like that. And uh, so it makes my number two. Yeah, along with the graphics, I forgot to say that it's almost kind of a cliche sometimes because you hear it a lot, which is that like, oh, it looks like a Pixar movie or whatever with the graphics. But this game, like in-game gameplay, legit looks like a fuck as good as a Pixar movie. It, it looks fantastic. Yeah. Looks as good as Toy Story 1. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Well, we just kind of you and I talked about this briefly recently, so I guess I can now can I can elaborate. My number two is it takes two. How fitting! Oh, so man, where do I begin? Holy shit! So when this game was announced, I knew what it was, and I knew I got the gimmick. I'm like, yeah, it's a platformer couch co. I'm like, ah, fucking good shit, and so. Then it started getting good reviews, and I'm like, uh, whatever. I, I like, I had my mind set on like what the game was and what I was going to experience. I'm like, eh, whatever. It's, I'm sure it's fine. And then it won Game of the Year at the Game Awards, and I was like, okay, you know what? Fuck it. Let's sit down and play this thing. So I grabbed Sarah, and man, I could not be any wrong about this game. This game is fantastic. I was so surprised how good it was. Like, there's so many tricks up this game's sleeve that i was not expecting like i was expecting oh it's a game where you i hold the lever and that opens the door for you and you walk through that door oh we solved a puzzle like it's so much more than that like the puzzles are so fascinating and interesting and like i was not expecting the range of genres that this game is like at moments this is a shooter at moments this is a top-down hack and slash at moments this is a td uh 2d platformer like it switches genres so often it keeps you so engaged and it's just it's oh my god it's so much fun and on top of all that i got to experience it with my partner sarah like we had so much we were laughing hysterically the game's really funny and like just working together i know it's the point but working together and having fun sitting on the yeah. couch you know on date nights and playing this game it was just an experience i just don't have very often with with sarah and it was just so much fun to play with her and uh yeah and on top of all that the story's engaging it's about a a married couple on the rocks who are who got gets transported into these little like clay things by their daughter on accident and they have to kind of work together and work on their relationship to get back to her uh sounds corny and stuff but you, you get what sucked into it story. the characters are, <laughs> <laughs> the characters are fun there's one character in particular who's like a i don't even want to spoil it but every time he's on screen it's fucking hilarious his dialogue is funny his showmanship is funny but um yeah this game surprised the hell out of me and i i think there is a reason why it's scored as high as it, as it does because it's just a great game and i i implore you and jesse to sit down and play it. you guys will have so much fun playing it and i i say that to everyone out there who has a couple or your brother or your sister or your mom whoever sit down and play it and have a good time maybe it'll save our marriage <laughs> <laughs> like it did theirs that's that's a funny story it's like a daughter transports her parents into the video game world to stop them from getting a divorce. Now they must work work together. It sounds like a cheesy movie. Sounds then. like an 80s movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let us out of here. Not till you not decide to not get divorced. <laughs> All right.
I want one Christmas, goddammit. <laughs> All right. Yeah, right on. That sounds good. So on to my number one. Uh, All right, here we go. Here we go. It's big time. Yeah, this is a uh, surprise me. That's for sure. Um, Kind of out of left field. Didn't think this would be my game of the year. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, here it is. Guardians oh, shit, of nice. the Galaxy. That's man. what's up. Guardians of the Galaxy. I have not played this yet, one. so I'm curious to hear hear your thoughts. Obviously, it's your game Dude. of years. So it's pretty good. <laughs> Dude, it's uh, it was so surprising. Uh, first off, you know, made by Square, who did Avengers. So, I mean, not the same team. It's a different team, but it, it is Square. Um, so Avengers is you know mediocre. I enjoy it, but you know it's not the greatest thing in the world. So I, my expectations weren't too high for this. But then I started seeing all the reviews. I was like, man, it sounds like it's a lot better than Avengers. And I play it. And uh, it's a single-player story-based game, which is always right up my alley. Um, the writing is really great. These characters, sometimes, you know, when you're like playing Avengers, you're so used to the MCU that it just seems off and like a, a shittier version. Uh, but this one, all the characters are written really well. And the writing is good. The voice acting is good. And it's like a game you want to just want to keep playing to see what other little Marvel characters they introduce or what the next story beat is. Like they introduced, uh, I don't know his name, but he's a fucking Russian space dog. It's like the Russians sent him up and now he's in space. He's like called, I don't know, but he's telepathic. And he's talking to, you play Star-Lord the whole time, which is pretty awesome. You don't switch between the other ones. It's just Star-Lord. Um, and he's talking to Star-Lord telepathically, and he's like, uh, and it's just the shit he's saying, hello, Star-Lord, this would not be a, f- <laughs> we're going to have a hard time here, and not a fun hard time like ball, and he has like this contraption in his ship that when he says ball, <laughs> it shoots a ball, and he, he, he has to run and, <laughs> and go get it, and <laughs> squeezes it, <laughs> like spits it out, Back to business style. <laughs> and he's all got this Russian accent. It's so awesome. He's a cosmonaut space dog. Uh, just little things like that. Uh, Drax is hilarious in it. Uh, Rocket's hilarious. Star-Lord's really good. Uh, fucking amazing graphics, dude. You play this on next gen. It looks really good. Um, and it's it reminds me of Spider-Man. You know... It's its own story, and some of the choices they made are exclusively unique to the game, and they're actually pretty cool and good. Like, Star-Lord gets his name in this because uh, that was his favorite band as a kid, and he had this Star-Lord jacket, and that was this fictional band in the game world, and uh, he's always kept that jacket. He makes a comment, he's like, I've had this jacket since I was eight. How does it still fit you? <laughs> it's like, well, it's not exactly the same jacket, but you know, the, the patch is the same. <laughs> and so they like this the writing is really good. Uh, yeah, the gameplay is really good. It's really hard to describe it. It's kind of like, uh, oh man, it reminds me of like those old Marvel RPGs where you had like the whole team. It was like Ultimate Alliance. Remember, you're yeah, like yeah. one guy, but you can use the special powers of other people. It's kind of like that. So you're Star-Lord, and you have guns, and there's like freeze guns. And it, like be- enemies have different weaknesses. 
and then you can use uh, your other people, Tokamora, to go stab this guy and use a special power. And like when you when you're about to die, it has this really cool thing where you make everyone huddle up, and they all say something, and like a couple words flash on the screen. It's like, oh man, these guys are too strong. How are we gonna? And then you have to pick the right motivation, and if you get the right motivation out of like two choices or three choices, everybody will be buffed super, and you can just kick ass. And so, based on what they say, you have to give them a motivational speech, and then, you, and then like music plays if you get it right, and, then, and and it's really good music, like typical like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy music. Could be playing like Def Leppard at the end of a fight or something. That's cool. And so it's really fun. Um, I think that's all I had on it, but man, I just surprised me. And I was like, out of all the games I've played, I think it deserves number one because it, it, it doesn't, it shouldn't be this good. Like it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Everything about it is really cool. And I was like, good for you guys. That's awesome. I'm glad, uh, we're actually getting some superhero games cause it's kind of been a superhero game drought for a while. Uh, other than Spider-Man, he's always got his games. But now we're getting the Guardians, Avengers. It's pretty cool stuff. Uh, so, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is a surprise number one for me. I loved it. Go check it out. And you can get it pretty cheap. It's been on sale quite a few times. Yeah, I can't wait to play this game. I was a little put off with the Avengers connection because I wasn't the uh, biggest the biggest fan of Avengers. I thought Avengers was fine. Um but yeah, when I saw gameplay of this, I forget what conference it was, but I remember seeing gameplay. I'm like, eh, it's fucking Avengers 2.0, and that's not a game I really yeah. enjoy. But um, after everyone hearing everyone talk about it, this game sounds awesome, <laughs> and I can't wait to yeah, play it. It is fucking yeah. awesome. <clears throat> it's so um, good. And uh, the fact that you're just one guy, so it's directly, totally different than Avengers. Um, but Avengers has had so many updates and like added new characters and new storylines that I commend them for that. Yeah. I mean, fuck, you can get that game for like nine ninety nine and all the content they've added now. It's a pretty good experience for nine ninety nine. Um, so I'm hoping Guardians gets that same treatment. You know, maybe they'll add some story stuff to this. That'd be freaking sweet because it's it's really great. <laughs> and the writing is so good. Even on the back, it says you got this. Probably. <laughs> so right i like on. the idea of needle drops i i've always confused how why company i mean obviously it costs money to copyright put a song into your game but yeah. it's like man games need more like pop culture music in their games yeah. and it kind of makes me happy that this game has some some fun music in there it's got some good references like in the beginning you're in his room and you can kind of check out stuff he's got posters and stuff and then his mom comes in Hey, I found your dog. And then it's like, it hands him the Chewbacca toy. And it's like the original toy. And it's so well made. And in a video game world, it's like, it just looks like that figure. And it's like, ah, his name is Chewbacca, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, good moments. Good game. Nice. Oh, boy. My game of the year of 2021. Uh, I've been holding this back for a long time. I haven't really had anyone to talk to about it. I think you and I have talked about it whoop, whoop. very briefly. Um, and something happened this year that's very, 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 very rare, and it probably won't happen again for a very long time. And that is not only is this my game of the year, but it may be my favorite game 
like just straight up my favorite game. I think it's Dethrone wow. The Last of Us. I actually it's getting a little warm in here. Let me uh let me just take this off real quick. <laughs> <sighs> my game of the year. I just, uh, for those of you just listening, I pulled a stupid ass stunt. I'm wearing a hoodie <laughs> this whole time. I just took it off. My fa- my game of the year, my favorite game is PlayStation 5's uh Returnal. Returnal. Wow blew me the fuck away like i knew looking at the gameplay that it was going to be up my alley i was like oh this this game looks like it's going to be fucking great and i had no idea like i was obsessed with this game i like i was waking up i was staying up on the weekends till like three o'clock in the morning i was waking up on weekdays at like 4 30 in the morning just to get a run in before work in hindsight it was a little unhealthy <laughs> but <laughs> I could not put this game down. I've never experienced anything like it. And I actually was surprised. I went and looked at my game, my hours played. And since I think PS5 goes all the way back to PS4, at least on the PS5, it doesn't show you how long you've played a PS3 game. Um, So since I've owned a PS4, Returnal is my third most played game since i've owned a ps4 and i don't mean that i don't mean that because i've and it's uh, i think 71 hours i put in returnal i'm not saying that this game is perfect because i played 71 hours of it i just i'm trying to you know say that i loved it so much that like this is not an open world game this is not a multiplayer game this is not even a really story driven game and like the fact that i put in like 70 hours of this fucking thing i could not put it down i fucking i beat it multiple times i platinumed it um but this is all blah blah blah. why do why is this my favorite game why is this my game of the year um it's just gameplay man it just it's so fucking fun like this bullet hell when you walk into a room and there's just bullets flying at you and you have to run dodge fucking shoot and and grapple hook your way into this room and and take everybody down and once you get the hang of it like you feel like a fucking badass and you're just going through room to room and um the gameplay, the graphics are amazing. Uh, the haptic <clears throat> feedback on the PS5 is incredible. I've just never played anything like it. I've never been this obsessed with a game. Like it just felt like I could not stop playing it. And it, it just I've never experienced like there's been games where like Last of Us or God of War where it's like, oh, the story's so good, I want to jump back into it. But this was yeah. like a, a straight up obsession. And um and it is kind of frustrating because I want to shout on the mountaintops for everyone to play this. And the frustrating thing is this, this game is not for everybody. Like it's very hard for me to recommend it because it's so unique and, and it's very niche. And like if, if a bullet hell roguelike sounds up your alley, then hundred percent, you need to play this. But if either one of those aren't for you, then I would, I would say stay the fuck away from it. Unless that's like 20 bucks and you just want to give it a shot. I would say, yeah, if it's 20 bucks, fucking play it. I think it's worth that. Um, but if you're going to drop $70 on uh, a roguelike that you don't like roguelikes or you don't like bullet hell arcade type of gameplay, then you need, yeah, don't, do not play it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's hard. I, I will ramble for hours about this game. Like I, I love, love, love this game. Um, and it is my game of the year by far. And this was the game that came out right before Resident Evil or I kind of rushed to Resident Evil just so I can, I wanted to go back and play yeah. Returnal. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's my game of the year. Returnal. Wow. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of want to try it. They added the, the game save thing, so that kind of eases my mind a little bit. Makes it uh, easier to try. 
Yeah. It's a very hard before, game, I should say, up front. Before, it was a long time in between saves, right? Like, you, you sat down, you had to play for like an hour at least. Yeah, right? yeah, definitely. Or you just completely lose everything you've done. So now they let you just save and leave. And, uh, but you only get to load that save like once, which, uh, doesn't matter. I mean, you just save again, right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Oh, fuck. Sorry. There's more things coming on. I'm, I apologize, but I'm just so excited. <laughs> the, the fucking boss fights, dude. The boss fights in this game are some of the best boss fight. Like, I almost, want to say this game was worth playing just for the boss fights like the boss fights are fucking amazing and like i find myself dying just because i was in awe of what was happening on screen like there's just so much coming at you and you're and it's all colorful and you're like whoa and you're dead <laughs> um but no the boss fights are fucking unique and they're they're boss fights that i go back and play just just to play them just because they're fun to play um and i will say about the save thing the game does something interesting because roguelites for me they're kind of hit and miss. I've played about four or five of them, and I think this and Hades are the only ones that I enjoyed. But what this thing, what this game does that the other ones didn't do, which is that like in Hades, when you died in level two, you go back to level one, you had to play the, the whole level over again, fight the boss again. Or if you died in level three, you go back to one, beat boss one again, beat boss two again, yada, yada, yada. But Returnal does something different in that <clears throat> they call them biomes. When you beat a biome, you never have to fight that boss again. And technically, you don't even have to play the biome again. Because what happens is like a portal opens up to biome 2. So if you die in biome 2, you get back to biome 1. You can just speed through and go right back to that portal and you're in biome 2 again. You don't have to fight the boss again. I don't know if I'd recommend that <laughs> because you get orbs and shit, but the more enemies you kill and whatnot. Um, but it yeah. is something that people have not, haven't really talked about. And then the other thing about the save is that the game actually, this is another thing that, that it does that other rogues don't do that I've seen, is the game actually resets at biome four. So in other words, like if you die in biome two or three, you go back to biome one. But if you die in four, you start back at biome four. You die in biome five, you start back at four. You, you die in six, you start back at four. So if you die in biome six, you don't have to go all the way back to biome. Like the game kind of resets you halfway through, which I think is nice. So technically, you have to beat the game only dying uh, or going through twice, I guess. Like once you beat biome one through three, you never have to play those again. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Whereas like the other roguelites I've played, you have to always fucking continue playing those yeah. earlier levels. So I did appreciate that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, but yeah. It's like the Mario flag in the middle of the level. <laughs> you get to start from the flag. <laughs> right. And you get a mushroom. All right, yeah, that's the games of the year. Yeah, Brian versus Brian, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and Returnal. Go check them out. What was your favorite game of the year? Please let us know. Tell us. Write us a letter. Anything, please. <laughs> we're please, we're desperate here. <laughs> I haven't heard a, anybody's voice in so long. <laughs> We'll put our phone numbers on the bottom of the screen. Give us a call. Give us a chat. Toll free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 1-800. Four easy payments and one hard payment. <laughs> um, yeah, please like and subscribe. Check us out. Uh, Brian vs. Brian. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Music. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, we're on Zoom. You still got a Zoom? <laughs> Get us on your Zoom. We're on Kindle. <laughs> we're on your Paperwhite. You know, you could read it. 
We should we should do that. We get transcripts of the show and release them as ebooks. There you go. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, this weekend will be episode seventy five. Yeah, seventy five. Yeah, yeah. seventy five. Big number. Uh, yeah, and we will be reviewing something. Believe it or not. So yes, <laughs> our first episode of the year of twenty twenty two. We'll see. There is some good television out we could do. I mean, there's like Witcher season two. Um, Have you finished it? We'll see. No. Okay. No. I've started it. I'm going slow. <laughs> yeah. We just finished it the other night, so I feel you. It took yeah. us a little bit. New Cobra Kai just came out. I forgot about that. So I've been kind of doing those two recently. Uh, yeah. So join us. Uh, uh, until the next V's, we say peace. Yeah, peace.